had people that would always be like, oh, we need you to host a show. Why need you to do something yeah. for me? But I'm giving you a platform. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, guys. For you to call me and realize my potential to host a show, it's because you saw me off another platform that Absolutely. actually appreciated my work. Yeah. So if you feel it's up, I don't want your platform. Keep your platform. Yeah. Uh, and you I'm know, good. Keep it. You know, I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, so it's so it's bad and the toxicness comes from the corporate people that we need to invest in our industry, but mm-hmm. they don't feel it's worth investing in. But they still need us. Yeah. So it's like they feel like we're doing you a favor. Yeah, like but we're no. doing you. Huh? Huh? Give me one. Yeah, sure. No problem. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another exciting episode. This is Titandala, the podcast. I'm your host. My name is Charlie. And like every other week, got a special guest in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is a TV personality, <laughs> radio personality, author, entrepreneur, great mother, and great TikToker. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. I really had to say that. <laughs> Christy, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today on the podcast, man. We've been wanting to make this happen for the longest time. <laughs> good to be here. Good to have you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank good you. to have it you. Good now, let me tell here. you, for a lot of people that I know, you've been on holiday for the longest time. <laughs> what is, Christy, what is happening? Listen, by the way, she was a nominee for 20 what? That was 20 what though? 24. 2013, 2013, best female radio DJ nominee for the Zambian Music Awards. And then she, after that, she just went like, I, you know, is it because you didn't win that award? No, 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 no. <laughs> if anything, I think I felt like I won more because I was nominated among yeah. great arts also. Right. I think my leaving the industry for a bit at the time, mm-hmm. I had a lot to do with... Uh, just getting in contact with myself. I felt like I was losing me at some point. I told, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was uh, kids, and then I just got married. So it was very. It was whole, a lot. It was and a lot. Was like, so hey, yes, yeah, I, I had to take a chill pill, like a chill pill and just kind of yeah, you know. But, but your yeah. shows were amazing, man. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you I was so a huge much. fan of your mid morning show. Thank you. Like, I used to Thank listen like, all the time. <laughs> that was I think one of like, my favorite shows. Yeah, I because did. you know, like I'm I'm selective when it comes to listening to to radio. When I love a show, I love a show for what it is. And, and for you, you were just like natural. You know what I mean? Like, Thank you. Pleasant to listen to. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? Thank but anyway, before we get to that, um, mm-hmm. born and bred in Lusaka? Yes. Born yeah. and bred in Lusaka. McKenny, um, to be specific. Yeah. Yes. Um, my biological dad died when I was six months. So I, six I, months? Yeah, I've only got one picture of what he looked like because that's the only picture everybody had mm. and um yeah but he was into media he used to dj he was a club for DJ. real yes, he's uh the one that taught uh, the nyama brothers more about uh radio djing and the like oh, yes yes so it's it this media part comes from my dad absolutely yes but then i was adopted by an amazing man i didn't even feel like i was a half daughter mm-hmm. until I think I only knew that I was his half daughter when I was done with 12th grade and that was because my biological dad's family came looking for me wait like uh, at this point you're with your mom yes oh, my mom okay. then two years after she got married mm-hmm. to um, Mr. Mwemba who I carry the son in for he adopted me by paper everything yeah. so they had changed my name they had to do all that 
And um, so you grew up not knowing that he wasn't no. your biological dad. No, I was, I was, I was a spoiled kid. Ah, so I yes. didn't even feel like he's not my dad. I got yeah. everything I wanted. I went to good schools. I was out of the country with him half the time. Yeah. So I had that exposure with media because I'd always wanted to be a radio host. Mm. Yes. Was he in the media as well? No, businessman. Yeah. Far from the media. But so how would, did that come about, though? Um, you know, I think with media. I one day sat I was home and actually I had gone to church with mom and mm. the Catholic church and I remember Father Laston no Papa wanted somebody to narrate something for him yeah so he said oh I want you to try because oh, you speak Catholic, well eh? yes I'm Catholic because ah, you speak well so come through and I said okay and I went through and I recorded and when they played it in church everyone was like who is she is this a computer is this you know and yeah. then my mom was very proud my dad was over the moon yeah and that's when um Everybody now knew, oh, you would, you can actually do radio. You can actually do it. But I still didn't feel like radio was for me, mm. you know, because I'd always want, if anything, I'd wanted to major into business. Is it? I saw this from my dad. So I was yeah, like, like major businessman, yeah, yeah, like I could know. do this. Yeah. So after that, then I sat one day and heard the documentary mm. and I said, you know what? I think there's something here. There's something, yeah, something. Something we can work with. You know, so mm. I started off at, at the time it was Comet Radio before it got to Money FM mm. and that's when they got me and we started doing radio. Wait, what? That was like your first radio experience? Your first radio you experience. Yes. Do you know how you, like, look, <laughs> you're one of the first voices on that radio station. Yes. I know, like, in the media, every time there's a new radio station, you want to tune in to listen what they're about. Yes. And your voice was outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. I can't so believe that was, that like, was your first time. That was my first time. Mm. Big break. And yeah. that then, I think I didn't even stay long. Because yeah, yeah. just after that, somebody called me and said, oh, there's an audition for Born and Bread. Yeah. Please try. And I said, ah, TV, not, not for me, but, you know, let's yeah. try. And went there and, yeah, here I am now. And you got it. And I got it. And yeah. And Born and Bread was amazing. It yeah. wasn't, like, listen, it, Born and Bread wasn't the same when you guys took it up. To okay. be honest, was it the, like the first time you're taking it away from the original host? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. From that time, I think they have not brought back the same host. Like it's, it, it, it keeps, keeps rotating, rotating because you guys did an amazing Thank job. You. Thank you. A fucking amazing job. Thank you. Did you, at, during the Born and Bread times, did you get into confrontations with artists? Because I think your, your show was controversial. <laughs> wow, you guys. Because every, every, every Zambian music video wanted to be on board. Yes. I think at the time, you know where you're not the producer, you're just the presenter. Ah. So when you're moving, hey, you don't play our songs. You're selfish, you know, but then yes. trying to make people understand we don't have a lot of, it's not in our hands to select the music that goes or plays on air. Right. Because there's a producer that was IK. Yeah. So he selects the music. Obviously, a bit of advice from us here there, but mm. we didn't really have so much say in the selection of the songs that get to play on the show. So I've never really been in a one-on-one -on -one confrontation with anybody. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, yeah, I'm a lover, but I don't like to fight, so <laughs> I stay away. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. It, it was there. Bad Blood was there. Yeah, you know, not everybody really felt like we deserved to be on Born and Bread. Mm. Yes, you have... The industry has a lot of, sadly, we women are our own failure most of the times because you Is don't want to see another woman rise. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be the only one to shine. And very few women are okay with pulling one up and helping grow, but... Absolutely. So you had some that felt you're not supposed to be that yes. show. Like you're not cut out for the yes. show. Yes, mm. yes, yes. And you know them? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 
industry. Wow. <laughs> but you know, and for me, I'm like, look, whatever negative criticism comes, mm. I always find a way to channel it to be positive because yeah. if you're not, everybody can love what you do, not Absolutely. everybody can love you, mm. but for them to take time to sit and critic you, there should be something you're doing right. Mm. They're just not going to pick pointed, but there should be something you're doing right. Mm. So from that point, I'm like, look, they sat to watch me on TV. They critic me here, there, but for them to sit on every Thursday to watch me, there's something I'm doing right that's making them glued to TV. Even if it's the hate, but you're still going to watch me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah. So was was that like your, your, your big break to the silver screen? Yes. Mm. Yes, that was my National television, yes. countrywide. <laughs> How did that work for you though? Uh, it was amazing. It opened quite a lot of doors for me I was just after we were selected as the hosts for Born and Bread mm. who was the co-host uh, those Josh ah that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that was Josh I know he's gonna kill me <laughs> that, that was ravishing <laughs> yeah yeah so it was like the three of us and that very year those were gonna be hosting um, we're gonna be doing the Born and Bread Awards yeah and off just being a presenter, I was called by Franklin Tembo Jr. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, come to my office. And I was rushing because I didn't know what I was being called for. Yeah. And he's like, I need you to host the awards. Wow. And I'm like, and it was buzzing at the time. And, like, you know, yeah, and it was going to be, be my first ever biggest show to host. And mostly it's a biggest award ceremony at the time that we had. Mm. And I'm like, wait, okay. And then they get to tell me you're hosting it with Asians. And I'm like, what? <laughs> These are people I'm looking up to. What do you mean? You know, yeah. so it was amazing. I think the whole time that I did Born and Bread for me was it opened so many doors mm. and it was just beautiful. Because from then on, I then got my job at Q. Yeah. So it was Born and Bread and Q, Born and Bread and Q at the same time. So it was just, it was phenomenal. It was amazing, amazing stuff, amazing stuff. And at this point now, you feel like, hey, listen, media is for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because um, I have a whole team. Uh, that I run. I'm not so much into. I don't attend a lot of events. I'm not so. And this is what I was even <laughs> saying earlier. Like you are like listen. And this is one thing I really admire about you is that you are in the industry, but you're not like an industry industry person. You like it's rare if I bump into you at an event. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, yeah. I, I, why is that though? I I love my peace and sanity. Um. I'm a loud person. I love to hang out with friends, but I love to hang out with people I know. Yeah. I, I don't like being around people I don't know because I don't know how to act. You know, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be the foolish me. I'm supposed to be subtle. I'm supposed to take water. So it's awkward Or now, take like my liquor from the tip of the bottle like I do with my people. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, it's it's there. But I, I love, I would attend an event mostly if I have very close friends to me that are either hosting it mm. or performing or I'm working. A lot of events I attend, I'm working yeah there's no event i've attended that i'm not working mm -hmm. all events i attend i'm working or there's a friend hosting it and i want to get there but i honestly i love my peace charlie yeah. i love being home <laughs> i love being home so you are content with yes your own i'm content with my space company. and my own company so mm. it's my kids it's my friends it's family so that's just how that's it is really dope. and it keeps your sanity because yes. bitch, damn it this industry man oh, this industry is toxic Gosh, it's I a very you. toxic industry yeah so we're going to yeah. talk about that now let's talk about um you're doing your show on on, on national television you got a gig at q your your trajectory in the media is amazing and what happens next i get married <laughs> i go married i go that sounds married. like you're regretting like <laughs> and then i go married. 
I, I, you know, the thing is, I Wait, don't. Um, how, did, how, how did you meet him? Like, you met through media or is this somebody else? No, no, no. We met through social media. We met through Tugo. Tugo as a <laughs> We met through Tugo. So, Legends, eh? yeah, so we met through Tugo and we hey, became how friends. How does Tugo work? Is it like Facebook? What, what it's, it's different. It was like mix it, uh, high five. I don't know. You guys are <laughs> my space somewhere I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so we met through that and we became friends and started yeah. dating. And yeah, and we got married about five to six years after mm. being together and uh, I had to prioritize my family work and it was a little bit overwhelming for me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but um, yeah we do you feel like it's a thing for a lot of um, females in the media because you see them going up and then get married and then it sort of they start slanting a little bit it, it, it well I've noticed that but I think also it's preference to what works for you as a couple right, and the sacrificial right, right, right. aspect of it was it supportive of your um, career though that's <laughs> <laughs> where it's coming from yeah not really you know like but I knew from the onset that hey this is what you do yes mm. yes I just think at some point it got a little overwhelming for him also yeah like oh these 22 hours is, oh. yes and then you, you I'm, I'm getting home at 2 oh 22 hours is, is that hours is? no <laughs> no <laughs> you know I'm getting home at 2 I'm getting home at 3 I'm tired yeah. half the time you know so it was very overwhelming I think for both of us so I had to peak and my career had to be a sacrificial lump in, wow. this, in this place so yeah. I didn't feel even today I don't have regrets mm -hmm. of putting that down yeah. because um, I did it out of the most precious part of my heart yeah. and I think I needed it mm -hmm. because I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't do that big break is it? yes tell me more about that um, how, how did that become like um, a turning point on, in your life? I focused I became more focused and I decided to be more selfish about my happiness Mm -hmm. So I, because then I was very selfless. Look, you're gonna sacrifice a whole entire career for a marriage that you are not even sure it might or might not work out. True. Yes. Hundred percent. So 100%. I did that, regardless of sacrificing a career and everything. I'm not even with the person that I sacrificed the career for. Wow. So it made me realize I needed to put myself first mm -hmm. before anybody else, and in this case, not even my kids come before me. I'm putting myself first because my sanity are where my kids rely on. So if I'm going to go cuckoo, my kids go cuckoo too. Mm. So I need to put me first and prioritize me. Yeah. So if I'm going to have a man that's going to come and make me feel like you need to sacrifice your career for us to be together, you are not the man for me. Yeah. Move aside. Maybe your crown has to be tilted by somebody else, but I'm not going to be that person. Mm -hmm. You know. So I feel like from that on, I started to work on me, my self-confidence, and that's where my book came from because I was in a very bad place. Yeah. Because uh, then I started feeling like, look, my friends are progressing. You know, maybe if I stayed in TV... Did you feel, did you feel at this point that probably your life was at a standstill? Like, yes. you're not moving forward? Yes, it was what make, what, what make you? What made you feel like that? Because then I couldn't find... You know, wait, no matter how many things you try and do, I try to do this, I try... There was no passion in what I was... I, was, I didn't really love what I would do. Mm. You know, I had got a job even after I became a marketing manager. But I, it, I didn't feel like that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't yeah. for me. So I was very sad, mm. you know. So at that time, I decided to start... Before I even figured I wanted to write a book, mm. I just started writing in my journal. Because yeah. my mom would always say, when you feel some sort of way, 
write your feelings Jot it down. down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it will help you. So I write my feelings down, and I remember one day writing a letter to God, and I said, "I am challenging you with every word you've written in the Bible, and I'm holding you accountable for my happiness. If I'm gonna be sad for over two years, then you don't exist." And I've convinced myself that. So you need to show yourself. And he came show to hundred percent. He always does. He too much. Does. Like oh, he doesn't play that one. Too much. Like mm. it just opened. You know, like for a certain phase, I was in a very bad place. But slowly, I started realizing I don't expect somebody else to make me happy. Yeah. I am author of my happiness, so I mm. need to be happy before anything. So Absolutely. slowly, the only thing I started asking God for was, I just need strength and give me happy. I just need strength and give me happy. So, so kind of take me through. Mm-hmm. What were the things that we were going through at this particular point specifically? I was. I was depressed, firstly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was um, very depressed. Um, I was going through a lot of denial issues. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of... You know, being in the... That's why I said the industry is very toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, it's the few people that you feel you can count on to have your back that don't normally have your back in Absolutely. the industry. There are very few that genuine friends that you'd meet in the industry that mean well. Yeah. You know, but some are just... It's just industry. It's, let's keep it in the industry. It's not away mm. from the industry. So at this point, I was going through a lot of denial issues. I, was, I felt like I was not making my partner happy mm-hmm. because then I just felt like even my kids, like at the time it was just my daughter, but then I was pregnant also. Yeah. So I felt like I was failing in every aspect as being a daughter, you know, a daughter-in-law, um, a mother, and I can't yeah. pro- fully it's provide. A it's a lot. I can't fully provide the way I want, I can't be a helper the way I want to help the person I'm with. Mm. So it was, it was crazy. And I was depressed for the longest time. If anything, I actually became an alcoholic. But only very few people knew that I was an alcoholic. Mm. Like my, one of my best friends, Helen, is the only person I would call at midnight and I'm crying. I don't even need to give a reason. But the good thing is, her and her husband would listen. Yo. And he's a very, like, until today, I feel like if I ever had to win a lottery or something, he would be the first person I'd consider to even buy exactly what he wanted mm. at the time. Because it's very few friends that have supportive husbands that are okay with a phone ringing at two and it's your friend in a bad place, pick up and they don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Or my friend is going through a phase, I need to be there at awkward times and they would drive her to me, mm. you know, to help. So... I was in a very bad state. I won't even lie. Um, suicide was an option. It was actually the only option. You had those thoughts. I even attempted suicide twice. So it was it wasn't a good place. Yeah. I was in a very bad place because then I felt like, look, what am I telling people out there? This mm. is one day I was a Christie. Now I'm in a very bad space. Absolutely. What am I? People will laugh at me. You yeah. know, people will talk. Can and I? And it happens a pain? lot to. Uh, uh, it happens a lot to a lot of people in yes. the industry yes. where you were there, and now you are rock bottom. You can't even walk out of your yard because you're thinking, what are people gonna think? I'd lost. I lost so much weight. I wish I could share those pictures. For real. I was so small. It was so sad. Really, like, God, small is underestimation. I was Mm. tiny, you know, and I'm a big person, naturally. So I became so small because I couldn't eat. All I wanted was alcohol. For as long as it's alcohol, I'm good. That's all I want, just to Mm. help me sleep. And, you know, and a lot of people felt like I had people that would always think my marriage had a lot to do with my depression, Mm. but it wasn't even 
my marriage that had yeah. quite a lot to do with my depression. It's actually the depression that was the actually de even affecting Yes, the my depression was affecting the marriage mm. because then I felt like, look, I'm not good enough. You know, I, I quit my job for my marriage, but then again, I'm feeling like I'm failing my home also. I'm not a helper. And it was just so much. So now it affected my home. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. It was like that. So is it the point where the book comes about? How do you pick your pieces up and say, hey, listen? So I one day I sat and uh, my publisher is my cousin. He's best in the States. And mm. I was talking to him because he would always check in. How are you doing? Yeah. And I remember I was talking to him on, on, on WhatsApp. And at, at that point, I was on separation. Yeah. So um, my comfort now was more, I relied more on prayer. And uh, because I had even gone to China for for depression, for uh, real, for, yeah, it was that bad. Yes, um, I would do that for. I did that for six months. So I had a very amazing counselor who would always mm. call to check up because I had very bad anxiety attacks. Mm. But it got to a point where my friends needed to tell me, "Look, you need to. You have a. You're the only child." got a mom you've got two kids yeah. you need to live enough for these people right but you can't live enough for them in a state like this you need to get better seek mm. help so i began to seek help and um i'll talk to my cousin every now and then and he said um share your thoughts with me and i sent him i think that was like a voice note of over 30 or 45 minutes I kept sending like the four of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was crying and I was talking and I was venting. Mm. And he told me, write. Do you write? I said, I've been writing for the past two years. That's mm. all I do. I love to write in my journal. And he said, what's the one thing you'd want to do now that you'd feel at least would make you happy? And I said, I want to write a book. And he said, you're sure you want to write a book? I said, yes. And he said, do you trust me enough to share your journal with me? And I said, yeah, sure. Mm. You know, you're my brother. If anything goes out, I'll know it's you. So <laughs> it's just you, me. Mm. He's like, okay. And you send me your journal. And I said, I can't start plucking out pages and scan it. He's like, no. I want you to send it to a whole me. Lot of a it, whole lot of a journal. Send it to me. Pack it, take it to DHL and send it. Mm. And I did that. And I sent it. It took him two months to go through my journal. And yeah. the next thing he sent me, he's like, your first book ever find a title for it uh send me dedications acknowledgements everyone you want to add in it but this is what i came up with so it was so big so when yeah. he sent it to me it was really big i read i broke down i hadn't even told anybody i was working on a book for real then now i had to so this is like your first time reading my first about time yourself. reading about myself How you did know you feel? it was overwhelming and yeah. at some point it was very heartbreaking because i kept on telling myself like when did I become this, this societal, yeah. this person that's so bitter with life? I'm a very happy person, you know? And I read, and I told him, I said, this book is too big. And he said, why? I said, because we Zambians have a very bad reading culture. We don't read big books. Mm. So I need to make it smaller. Because yeah. my first book, I don't want to congest it. I just yeah. want something small. And he said, okay, what are we writing about? I just said, I'm just, this is me just appreciating the light and from the darkness to where I am now and in the light and how I found God as my, my source of strength. Mm. You know, so when I began to talk about my book and I started telling people, oh, I've worked in a book, I've wrote a book, a lot of people felt like it was me talking about my marriage in mm. that book or the failure about my marriage. But if anything, my first book has nothing to do with my marriage. Yeah, There's nothing in there that has anything that can hold me to say oh this is why you went on separation this is why this happened this is why the marriage failed or this is why you got it there's nothing mm. if anything i appreciated my ex-husband in that book more than anything mm. because i felt like look yes we had 
our bad days. Yes, yeah. we didn't work out. But at some point, you were my happiness. You were yeah. my joy. Yeah. And I'm going to appreciate the good I saw in you and not the bad. You know, 100%. because I'm like, as bad as it was, it wasn't all one person's fault. Yeah. You know, what things- led to the separation, though? You guys were cool together, <laughs> would meet and pleasant. Like, yeah, I want to have something like that. I think, you know, sometimes you feel someone is meant. Humanly, they're meant. Mm. Spiritually, they're not for you. And how do you figure that out? Um, we were not, we were never in agreement. We were okay being in public because we would act the part out. Mm-hmm. That's us. Yeah. We would act it out. But when we're behind closed doors, it was a very toxic environment for both of us. Mm. You know, it's either one didn't want to be around the other person for this long or, you know, and um, I remember seeing a very happy person outside but mm-hmm. when he got in he was very sad and i became sad because i said why is why would you come home and be sad I want that happy person you know i want I that happy outside. person that i saw outside yeah. but then i realized i was not his happy place mm. and that's okay i think it's important that women need to realize if you're not someone's happy don't hold it against them let people go to find their happiness as you also find your own happiness. Oh, that's the greatest expression of love. I so will tell you what. I loved him enough to let him go to find his peace mm. and he's happy. And I told God, I said, there's never been a point, Charlie, I prayed to God and I said, fix my marriage. That's a lie. For real? I never prayed to God to fix my marriage. I said, God, if my marriage is meant to be well, it's in your will. It'll be fixed. I don't have to pray for it to be done. You know, it's the same thing. I would always say, if God are meant to be successful, I'm not going to pray for success. I'm not going to ask you to give me success. If it's meant for me, it will find me. Right now, I'm only thanking you for whatever has already been set in the spiritual realm. I'm just going to be here waiting for it in the natural aspect. You know, so I didn't pray for God to fix my home. Mm. I actually prayed for God to make him more successful. I said, God, may this man succeed. May he become one of the richest people I'll walk and see and say, that's a good man. Wow. Years down the line, he's a very successful person. He's mm-hmm. a great father to the kids. Him and his wife are amazing people yeah. to our children. And our co-parenting is please. Amazing. You know, I talk to his wife more than I talk to him, but she's amazing. You know, yeah. and she's a beautiful person. She's inside and outside, mm-hmm. and people find it weird that I'd actually be sitting and saying. So you guys, it's cool. Like you talk, like it's, 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 there's no bad blood. Mm. I mean, he found happy, and that's his happy. And you're place. happy to see him. Happy. I'm happy to see him happy. I'm happy to see him flourish. Yeah. I'm happy to see that he's with somebody that gives him a glow. Yeah. You know, there's a glow. Last time I saw him, he had gained, and I'm just like. The woman that's keeping you is taking good care of your ass. Better than I ever did. And for me, that gives me peace and joy. Absolutely. Because if he's happy, she's happy. My kids are happy. Happy children make a happy mom. So I'm... Great stuff. Yeah. That's great stuff. So uh, tell me about your book. Um, The book is done and it comes out. And I saw a couple of interviews about it. Uh, that's the time I wanted to have you on the show. Yes. Look, how long has it been? <laughs> now the second book is coming. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so the book comes out. And uh, how did that change your perception of yourself? A because lot. now people are reading it and obviously getting feedback. Yes, uh, it, huge. Because I had a lot of people call me. Yeah. You know, or we didn't know this part of you. We didn't know you were this passionate about prayer. I come from a background of prayer. 
So for me, that's the biggest priority is prayer. I got to know more of God when I was in a bad place, and I don't regret that at any point. So my book was mainly just me sharing the light moments, just me giving that woman advice. Like, look, if you feel it's too dark for you, there's always going to be a hole somewhere that the light will just surpass the darkness that's in there. Mm. Be patient enough, you know. So I got feedback was very overwhelming. I got a lot of interviews. I got a lot of endorsement deals. I turned down a few because they didn't they didn't stand with what I was standing for. Yeah, they didn't align They didn't with align with my word or what I believed in. Mm. So I had to just chew back and get the greatest endorsement I got was not even so much money it was yeah. the smallest money but I loved it because it aligned with my beliefs yeah. you know they were, they were there for me and that's how I had a whole team come and they actually at that time they said okay fine we've launched in Osaka we need to go launch Copper Belt and I said no wait wow. <laughs> relax it's overwhelming just being launching in Osaka and having people to just understand you know where I'm at right now. Yeah. So it's good. I like it here. Let's when we do the second book, if there'll be a second book, let's launch outside the soccer. You know, yeah. I inspired this. I'll say here, I inspired IK to do his book. Yo, <laughs> yeah. When he came for my launch, he was like the guest of honor, and he said, "You've inspired me to do my book. I inspired my bishop to write a book and launch." You inspired me to write my book. Yeah, I'm halfway so in. You see, so it's it's amazing. It was like that. So for me, it was very overwhelming yeah. but at the same time it was amazing because it's a book then suddenly now everybody's asking want you back on radio want you back on TV you know yeah. and I'm like I'm just starting to rebrand mm. so let me have a little bit of time and yeah yeah so, so from what from what from the story you've given me and um, the what you've put in the what you put in your first book I realized that number one you're a person that is so patient that's number one and then number two you are stubborn with what you believe in. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about, we see a lot of women now um, try to hold on to what is seemingly not working. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that you actually so talked about just now. Mm-hmm. How do you then realize that this is not working or this is not for me, but this is something that you've dedicated your life, your time, and everybody else? Because, you know, when you're together, it's two families looking up to Mm -hmm. you how then do you convince yourself to say this is not working and i want out it's about you it's not about everybody around isn't that selfishness though it's you're supposed to be selfish with your happiness charlie be selfish with for god's sake he died on the cross for you and you're happy why would you want to hold back to the happiness that god has planned for you like oh my god amazing be selfish a little with your happiness you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work Mm. that's okay it didn't work it didn't work out find other ways to make you happy because at the end of the day you need to make yourself happy prioritize your happiness because I said I'm like this man died on the cross for my sins I need to be happy I deserve not I need I deserve he wants happy for me he wants wealth for me not riches we're speaking wealth for me and I should be here miserable at Mm. whose expense no honey I'm walking out. Yeah. You know, I don't care about... You know, a lot of people will throw stones. People yeah, will judge you. Absolutely. People will say what they need to say. But only you fit in your shoe perfectly. 
you are the reason for your own Cinderella shoe. Mm. So I'm not going to try and force myself into a shoe I'm not comfortable right. in. I have to right. be comfortable. Mm. So I didn't care about what people said. Obviously, at the beginning, it was very hard because I was worried about what would people say. I'll be judged. She yeah. left her job, her career for a home, and it didn't work out. People will laugh. And I'm like, look, they'll laugh, but for how long? Yeah. It's me to work on myself. You know, it's me to do me. And now, I mean, who has the last love? 100%. You know, so yeah. it's about yourself. Be selfish with your happiness. Deliberately be selfish mm. with your happy. And yeah. believe me, you will not regret it. I always tell, I, if I had to give you my inbox and tell you open, I have multiple messages from different women. Yeah. Abused women. Women that have been married years more than I was ever married. Women that are bitten. I have pictures. I have stuff. And I'm always telling people to say, right now, what is it that you want? Mm. You know? What is it? Is it the marriage that you want? Or is it your happy and your peace and sanity? I'm never an advocate for divorce. Yeah. Bear in mind, I hate divorce. Divorce is a very bad place. It does a lot of things to people. You need to be strong to get out of it and still remain positive. Mm. And I always tell people, look, divorce is never an answer. But for that marriage to work out, you need to be happy. Yeah. Fix you. Yeah. Be happy. Work on yourself. Depends on your sanity. Your sanity. Yeah. A man loves a happy woman. Mm. You should realize that most happy marriages are not because there's so much money, there's everything. But it's the fact that you're old and you've got that wisdom enough to differentiate what works and what doesn't. Mm. You know, if the good outweighs the bad, do that. You know, don't skip pinching on things you can't change yeah. or he's coming home at two he's i'm going to send him a stink and then what mm. how is that going to change you right. know what i mean let him come home at two men love you know a meek woman is not a woman away from strength it's like a proverbs 31 woman a proverbs 31 woman is a very strong woman yeah but when you read people think it's because they say she's a helper she has to be humble she, people be like no that's a very weak woman because she's submissive mm. a submissive woman is a very powerful woman when a man sees a woman submit, best believe me, he will have no reason to want to go look out there. And we have a lot of women with the mentality of, oh, no, man, a man will still cheat on you even if you submit. No, honey, men are different. Mm. Breeds are very different. Yeah. A man takes time to grow. Let him grow, you know, and let him take time. Yeah. So believe me, a proverb said one woman is a very strong woman. It's a meek woman, but you don't do it loud for the whole world to hear. Mm. You're doing things in silence of your comfort. Right. In a peaceful environment. You know, there's nothing wrong with... I have friends that would... I know somebody that would say, but why is it that you always tell your partner where you are every after two minutes or if you're making a yeah, move? Yeah, you know? I'm like, that's because I'm reciprocating the love I am getting. And mm. it comes from me being submissive to this person because he has no reason to not even want to let me know. So now even him, when he makes a move, it's mandatory. Babe, I'm here. I'm at the bank. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, so it's tradition like that. So I think women need to, women are more powerful than they think they are, but we yeah. feel like we're more powerful in the hate direction. Yeah. But there's so much grace in a woman that doesn't scream loud. There's so much grace in silence. Absolutely. I don't need to scream all over this place for people to notice I came through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just in gladly walking and cuddling around with my smile and all that. That's yeah. amazing. You don't have to be loud for people to mm. know that you're around. So it's yeah. like that. Trends now are teaching women to say, you don't have to be keep quiet. You don't have to keep quiet. You have to speak out. Your man has to hear you out. You don't have to be suppressed in a corner. You need to show him who you are and whatever. And that's totally different from what you've just explained now. It has to come with respect. Do you, do you, do you, feel, <laughs> do you, do you feel like maybe we, we're diametrically opposed generation now where we have half the camp is saying, be a meek woman. Half the camp is saying, hey, 
show him what you got. You even do that. You know that social media has messed a lot of people up, eh? Mm. Because we want to believe, because we're in a new generation and this whole, it's more than it's technology. You need to change how you need to act. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always say respect should not be something that should be best on the situation or best on someone's status. Respect should be even with a one-year-old because mm. that's where it starts from. Yeah. How I choose to respect a child and how I choose to respect a 99-year-old man should be the same. There shouldn't be any difference. Absolutely. Respect is respect, mm. regardless of status. So even with women, that's all you need to... Yes, you need to air your views out to a man, but do it in a very respectful way. There's no way... In, you know why most things don't work out? It's because we want to do things that are away from the Bible. There's no way in the Bible that says you should shout at a man. Wait, no, you're supposed to be very respectful. Mm. Women that choose to be respectful. You should notice that women that choose to be respectful, regardless of status, to their partners, yeah, yeah. are very strong women. You don't have to shout. Absolutely. And you get the same respect back. Because we live in this certain direction of believing what the word has to say. Mm. We have a lot of people that, for me, I'm okay and I respect people's uh, religions. Yeah. I respect that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this person is this religion. It's well respected. Mm -hmm. But I'm Christian. And for me, I stand by my word. I stand by how I've been raised as a Christian. I stand by the Bible. Yeah. For, I speak on behalf of me and my family and my kids, you know, my sisters and everyone around me. It's because that's how I've been raised. And I've seen it work. Right. You know, I've seen it work for my mom. I've seen it work for my aunties. I've seen my aunties. And so it comes naturally for you. Like, yes. Yeah. Because my auntie, one of my aunties has been married for over 64 years. 64? Yes. And she's friends with her husband. You know, wow. and they'll cheat and they'll sit and talk and laugh like friends. Mm. And that's because even until to date, she still cooks for her husband. She kneels down, washes his hands, and serves the table. And, and that's nothing the, wrong in there's that. There's nothing wrong in that. It's not you being weak. You know, royalty is a standard. Yeah. So being blessed with a king, you have to keep enriching that royalty. Oh, for that man. Person. Oh, that's amazing. So it's like that. Somebody needs to hear so that. It's very simple. It's just yeah. respect. You know what I mean? And I feel like for me, with my past, I didn't feel like I respected the person I was with as much because then I felt like I needed to be in this modern environment. Yeah. But with time, I got to realize respect actually plays a very huge role on society and everyone around you. Mm -hmm. You know, the way I, I've taught, something I've taught my kids, my smallest is five. Yeah. When you come to my house and you sit, the first thing after they greet you, they'll go, they'll get you a glass of water, put it on a tray and come and you and give you water. Because wow. I taught them, where, no matter where somebody's coming from, make sure you serve them water first. Because yeah. they'll need to have a glass of water before they get into anything else. Mm -hmm. My smallest at five meals. Wow. When she's giving me water, she's giving me a spoon, ask her for something. It's like that. Amazing. That's how I'm raising my kids. And I said, don't feel bad if your friend doesn't kneel. You come from different homes with yeah. very different lessons. Mm. Do what works in this house. Oh, tell you what, they're so lucky to have you, you know. as a mother. And that's how it is. Because that's how my mom raised me. Mm. You know, we can't control half of what the kids do when they're out of Absolutely. the gate. But let me, with the little I can, let me control what I can within my comfort of the house. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Uh, you hinted to me that uh, your second book might be on its way. Could it be? Because I think <laughs> if it should materialize, it's going to be one of the greatest books. Thank you. Um, 
I finished my book a year ago, my second mm. book. This yeah. is going to be my last book. I'm not, I don't intend, after this, I want to do a movie <laughs> myself. You can do anything. <laughs> yes, I'm putting anything. my mind to it. Yeah. I want to do a movie about myself. I'm not, not really a movie, a documentary, but that's a story for another day. Mm. But uh, my book was done a year ago, my second book. This one, I go in naked. It's raw. It's, I don't sugarcoat anything. Yes. I mention names and I say it as it is. Yeah. So I talk about um, single parenting. I talk about, um, because after my divorce, I dated someone. Yeah. And then I got a shocker of my life. Again. Again. <laughs> you know? You don't learn. And I imagine that. I'm just like, no, guys, we'll heal in heaven. We'll heal in heaven. Yeah, it's okay. Know, let's get into it. <laughs> so I, I talk about that. I talk about how to handle certain issues that I've managed to come out of myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an open book. It's very... Naked. I was going to do it in March, but mm-hmm. my publisher says maybe we do May, mm-hmm. mid-month, or we do month-end. So it's still trying to work around it but my whole management team is ready for it because I work under a whole full management I yeah, have yeah. a whole brand I have a whole the whole shenanigan so mm. yeah the management is ready for it and yeah it's, it's, we're just I'm just waiting I'm, I'm excited because I really want people to read it yeah. because with this one I think I explained a few questions that people have mm. and I deliberately did um it's more it's got a lot of visual because we have screenshots attached to certain phases where I need to explain something. It's but got receipts. It, yes. Ah, I everyone yes. realize it wasn't my fault that I said this. It's because it came from here, you know? So I'm just like, look, reference, it's there. This yeah. is how this conversation started. Wow. Yeah, so how long has it been a work in progress? Uh it took me when did I start? I started writing it in twenty twenty. Uh, wow. It took me a year to, to wow. put because I was waiting and I kept on telling people I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the finishing I'm waiting for something to happen and mm. that something happened so that's when my finishing happened you're so visionary you remind so, me of Kanye you're like what <laughs> I was, I was honestly waiting for, for something to happen so mm. that's something happened and a lot of people think that something that I was waiting to happen was supposed to happen for me but it was it was happening for someone else yeah. so I needed that to happen for someone else so that I can put it in my book and say that's the ending I've been waiting for. Wow. Yeah. So. Ooh, that's like that. amazing, man. Yeah. That's really amazing. So now being a person that uh, has been in the media for a long time, mm-hmm. um, immense experience. One thing that I've really noticed is that um, a lot of um, female, especially people that are in the media, mm-hmm. don't really uh, last long. The few that have st- uh, stood a test of time are just a handful and part of the reason is that they expect you to be a woman first before you actually go on the microphone or before you appear on TV. Moving forward, um, you know, we live in an age where we need to empower women to, Mm -hmm. you know, take all these leadership positions and media is actually one of them. What could be some of the tips that you feel women should look out for as they're stepping into the media because i know as we're speaking right now there's somebody who's thinking like oh you know what i want to do tv i want to do radio longevity in the media industry what are the some of the uh tips and tricks i think for a few people i know even for me that went away for a bit and still came back at least managed to pick up my pieces and still get back into the industry Mm. um what works is firstly never despise humble beginnings it's very important that you always remember where you're coming from and how you started Mm. and don't step on people's toes just because you've got one big break and you feel like oh now that i'm able to 
to have a hosted show on national broadcaster or you know people are listening to me on Q or is it Phoenix or it's whatever big radio station you're on and you feel you're bigger or better than anybody else yeah. that doesn't work you know mm. a few endorsements should not make you grow big headed because there's life after those endorsements and what Absolutely. are you doing with that life and there are people looking at you mm. away from the endorsements who are you inspiring who are you being an inspiration for yeah. are you being an inspiration for your own kids your own family you know your household mm. what is it that you're doing and also I think for you to just stay very relevant and consistent in the industry mm -hmm. is to push the right way you know yeah I always um, like to say if you love something you're doing something out of passion mm -hmm. best believe me to pay you better than the actual money that you expect to get because if you do amazing. something out of passion it actually pays you better yeah because then Paying sometimes might not even mean in the much in the money aspect, you yeah. know. But it's even that two people that are watching and are yeah. inspired by you because then they're able to tell other people about you. Absolutely. So now you get to still live on and be a living legend in a positive direction. Yeah. So I always feel like, look, work is work. I take industry as work for me. Absolutely, so, it is. <laughs> it, is it is work. You know, is the way you have bank tailors, the way you have bank managers, yeah, yeah. you know, marketing your marketing manager, managers, shop attendants, all those. It's work away from that it's back to your normal life so yeah. don't let so much of it be out there for people to critique leave a few things for people to be like what yeah. is this person up to you know and for me i think i learned that over time i learned that with yeah. time but it's, you know? it's, it's a little bit hard to do that especially when you're on national tv yes it is very hard but once you leave national tv you're back to being christabel yeah, I'm yeah. just back to being the normal regular girl. I'll get in the car. I'll if it's a taxi, if it's an Orlando, it's a bus. And I'll, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, one of the greatest pleasures of this industry is that when you leave the public eye and go back to your space, just to be you, kick off your shoes, yes. watch TV. Yes. Oh man, it's that everything. is amazing. You know? Because nobody's in your space now. And the worst, I, I think, you know. Also, what makes a lot of people feel like they need to get down, a lot of women, is there's always that aspect of feeling you can't make a mistake because you're a public figure. Mm. So once you make a mistake, everybody's, hey, they're not allowed to make that. No, I'm only human before anything. Yeah. It's just a type of career that's different from yours that I've chosen. Have you made blunders on radio you know? or on, on TV? <sighs> Have I? No. I Would you, no ways. No. Everybody I've asked has said, Ooh, I read the news five minutes before the news because my watch wasn't correct. <laughs> no, I, I haven't, hey. Um Yeah. I don't know if it's it's not bragging, mm -hmm. but I feel like this I can put out there. I can be given a No new, mistake. No, I can be given a new script yeah. even two minutes before and I'll still nail it. Wow. That's I think maybe it's a superpower I come yeah. with. And maybe because I love to read, so I I will tell you this, even people I've worked for that I've done news people I've worked for that I've done news casting for yeah. something they will tell you is they could count on me to read the news even without me going through it i'm able like to correct right it by yes i'm able to correct it by reading mm. yes because then i'm reading oh okay there's a mistake ah, in the headline so we got this so i don't know it might be a superpower but yeah. it's that i've really never meant bladders because then i take my job very seriously because yeah. i feel like it's 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 you know how they bbc you make a blunder you are fired gone 
mispronunciation of anything you are gone there gone. and then yeah. you know what i mean so for me i take it that serious that i don't know who's watching it might yeah. be an international person watching and it's me they want the mm. little mistake i make it'll cost me absolutely yeah, so i make sure i pay so much attention yeah to it. and and you know uh, uh now heading a radio station i'm meeting a lot of 2000s coming yes. and wanting to be in the media and their work ethic is pathetic they will tell you exactly what you just said mm -hmm. i made a lot of mistakes because the news came two minutes before no but that's not an excuse news reading time and i'm like this generation is crazy. That's not an excuse because I think you need to put your best foot forward. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's, it's something. And you know, this career puts food on my table. It pays my yeah. bills. I'm going to do the best at 100%. it. You don't go to a bank teller and they miscalculate your 10,000 money. I say, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, you... I slipped my mind. I forgot Ooh. to put a 100 kwacha not there. Yeah. You're going with less. Nah. You know, no. Nah. They focus. It's a job. Mm. So the way they take it serious is the way you also need to take it serious. Absolutely. Forget the fame. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Anybody can be famous, Charlie. Absolutely. I can go shit in the middle of the road. I will be famous for yeah. shooting in the middle of the road. Absolutely. Anyone can be famous. for any, It can be a pathetic reason. can be a good one. But what puts food on the table should be something you take seriously. Yeah. So it's just like that. So yeah, I, I need to take the job seriously, <laughs> these ones, eh? So, um, Christy, 2020, to what are we looking at for you what's the, what does the future hold oh there's so much i wish mm. i could share i can't share everything but i'll be getting back to radio full-time i do radio though once you'll a be week. back on radio yes oh yes <laughs> you're gonna tell me which radio I station no i can't oh. <laughs> I'm, i'm yet to finish yeah, you, you need to get my back contract but i'm getting back to radio full-time for now um the only reason it's delayed is because I do a show for Arubis Energy Zambia because mm -hmm. uh, I'm brand brand ambassador as well as PR for them. Yeah. So I do a show that comes on Power FM on Thursdays. I get to host different celebrities. We just get to understand the kind of music we hear that they love to listen to. Mm -hmm. So with that, I need when that's away, yeah, then yeah. I'm then you're I'm accommodative and it's just part time oh, but I'm getting back to full time radio I'm getting back to newscasting as well yeah so yeah um, the whole shenanigan my book also um, dropping this year dropping this ah, year we're looking forward to dropping that. this year as well so I'm, I'm excited because I mm -hmm. think 2022 it's not been the the most amazing I think for a lot of people mm -hmm. even for me per se but it's it's looking good yeah you know regardless it's it looks good so i'm excited about 2022 and yeah it's amazing i've got a, a great support system you know I've got yeah kids yeah. i've got labu around so yeah. it's, it's i've got family so it's very good support system amazing that I have stuff around, amazing so, yeah. stuff looking from where you're from what you've been through where you're at now when it's all said and done what you want to be remembered as I want to be remembered as one of the most happiest people on this earth. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like with everything, they can be greater people. They'll be great TV personalities after mm -hmm. me. They'll be great radio personalities. But they'll never be a Christie. Absolutely. There's only yeah. one Christie. So may I be remembered for being a person that didn't really center so much on things I can't change. Yeah. But may I be remembered for being the person that found positivity regardless of whatever is thrown at her. You know, my mom always loves to say, you're the only human being I know that even when you're sad, you smile when you're crying. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm like, no, because there's hope that after the tears, things are going to be okay. You mm. know, and, and it's that. So may I be remembered, I think, for just being positive. First, may I be remembered for being a very prayerful person because I love to pray a lot. Amazing. Uh, may I be remembered for, I think, just 
regardless of being down and regardless of stones being thrown at me and rocks being created off my head yeah maybe known for the person that's too raws beyond and people were like she's back yeah. ah, so you know so yeah i've had people that would tell me bad things but then the following day i'm still smiling at them i've had uh-huh. people that would probably pull a trigger if i turned around mm. but i'll still sit and laugh with them without any bad blood so mm. i just want to be known for being a person that was very positive about life and um yeah like create amazing. create amazingness from the little opportunities that that you are given that's the word right there. Yeah. That's the word. Nice talking to you, Christine. Thanks for having always, me, Charlie. Always a pleasure. And thank you. We, we made it happen, finally. Yeah. yeah. After how many years? <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> but hey, I will tell you one thing. Most of all, keep shining. Thank you. Love you thank long you time. So much. Love you long time. <laughs> this is what we uh, call it a wrap for this week. Until next week, it's been Charlie, and we're out. Aww. We never stop talking. No. <laughs> you and I don't stop talking. We never stop. Ish, amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. I was trying to call, man. Yo, yo, yo.